Hello, welcome to Inside Anna's Mind. I hope you're well. Today I'm gonna do a little bit more of like a factual slash tips podcast and it's all gonna be on sleep. I've actually really taken care of my sleep recently and just really, you know, reading about it, learning about it, putting it into practice and I feel like I'm at a place where I'm getting really good sleep and I just wanna share a lot of my tips to enhance the quality of your sleep or getting to sleep and just some things that you may or may not know about or even just to remind you. I think on a general, we totally underestimate the power of sleep. We focus on exercise, eating, studying, working, and we forget sleep. Like we wanna focus on all the other things, but sleep is like what locks it in. Like if you're training, the recovery happens like when you're sleeping. If you're studying, the memories lock in when you're sleeping, like this is, your body's way to recharge itself. I'd say the biggest thing that I think people will resonate with is it has such a big effect on your mental health. And if you are struggling, like sleep is gonna be somewhere you're gonna wanna start or get into or put a little bit more effort into because it has such a major impact on our mood. I know for me, I am noticeably more anxious when I've had a really busy, busy, busy day before or I didn't sleep well like just on adrenaline and when my sleep is affected, I am noticeably more anxious. I'll get more triggered by things. I'll be grumpy, I'll be more reactive. I could be offended easier. Like it's just a whole whirlwind in itself. So I'm basically just gonna share loads of little tips that I have and I'm gonna start with, we need to wind down earlier than we think. Obviously this is just based on my personal experience and my kind of goals, but I'd say I got into the routine of like sleeping at 11, just a little bit past 11, maybe 10.30 on a good day. And that was okay, but ideally I'd actually wanna go to bed earlier because those couple of hours in the evening, I'd rather be sleeping. Like I'm not doing anything else much more interesting. And the trick is to wind down earlier because let's say at nine o'clock, I used to be like, oh, probably should, you know, for me, that was like my bedtime time in terms of starting to get ready for bed. But if you start at nine, that no wonder you're going to bed at 10, 30, 11. It just naturally takes a bit longer. So what I had to do was kind of reframe my mind. Instead of getting annoyed at myself every day for going to bed at 10, 30, 11, and I know for some people, they're going to be like, bro, that's so much earlier. Just take this like with a pinch of salt to whatever you're doing. So if you're going to bed at 12, one and you want to try and get to 11, just take it like that. And I realized I had to just start the process earlier. So now for me, when I see like 7 p.m., that's like, you got to switch off work. We want to have dinner in you by now. Maybe we're going to watch some YouTube or some Netflix or we're going to chill, that kind of vibe. And just basically slow down the evening. And then for me, when I see like 8.30, 9 o'clock, I normally just kind of head upstairs, brush my teeth, clean my face, and I'm pretty much ready for bed. Like I've done everything else. And so I'm kind of at the moment getting into bed for like 9.15, 9.20, and I'm asleep by 9.30, 9.45 latest. So just changing the time frame of like, oh, okay, it's 7.30, 8 o'clock, it's time to like really wind down instead of doing that later on in the evening. Cause it just does take us a little bit of time to wind down. I think also a really key thing is building in an evening routine. And this is gonna help if you have like sleep anxiety or, cause I used to just get anxious about the kind of 
process of going to sleep i don't really know how to describe it like i was that girl friend who would like need a facetime and like i want you to be on facetime to me and then i will fall asleep and then you get to hang up kind of vibe <laughs> or at least like calm me down and living alone really pushed me to kind of turn up for myself and i'm really good at like the evening routine now and it really does help lower that anxiety because it lets your body know that you're getting ready just like my last point of winding down early little things of turning work off having a bath doing my skincare having a shower reading watching comforting youtube like that tells my brain okay we're going to bed I'm also going to go into more of my like evening nighttime routine tips, but it's just going to be further on in the podcast. So I mentioned baths. Now baths are really, really good to actually make you tired and preferably you want it 90 minutes before you go to bed. But literally like if you have it an hour before or half an hour, that's fine. But what you don't want to do is have a bath at like 5 p.m. Because it's going to make you super tired in like 90 minutes and then you're going to want to fall asleep at like a seven. And then obviously that's a bit too early to fall asleep. So then you're going to kind of wake up again and it's just going to be like a little bit of a mess. So if you can put it like an hour before you go to bed, that's amazing. And basically what it does is it decreases your core body temperature. And that's why you want to have like your hot showers slash hot baths in the evenings. And then obviously a bit cooler in the morning, but I won't lie, I have a hot shower in the morning too sometimes. Like it doesn't necessarily make me want to fall asleep. But you do not want to be having a cold shower at nighttime. That stuff is stimulating. That's going to wake you up. Following on from like temperature, you basically want a cool room to sleep in. And I actually live right by, you know, a typical London road that's going to have cars all night and although I love sleeping with the window open if I have the window open it's just way too loud so I get if you can't have the window open in your night what I read and what I do is I open my bedroom door or if you've got a window open it up let's say an hour before you go to sleep so if you're downstairs in the living room just kind of whack open the windows go downstairs and it's gonna cool your room so then when you go to sleep you can close the windows and doors but the room is cool itself and then because you've gone and had a bath or a hot shower your body temperature is going down you get in your cozy bed now i'm not saying you need to freeze to go to sleep you just kind of want the air around you to be cool you can be cozy in your little duvet that's amazing but that combination and just getting your room a little bit cooler is really going to help you fall asleep like basically if your room is hot you're going to find it harder which is why we find it hard in the summer to fall asleep next tip is reducing noise now the thing is as i say all these tips like quality of sleep and do all these little things this is coming from a person who actually sleeps very well like i fall asleep if that makes sense and i stay asleep i don't get easily woken up but i just had this really big interest of like how can i enhance it even further and we can basically get into deeper sleep, better quality sleep. Like that's what I'm here to improve. And noise is a big factor. And so I obviously live next to a busy London road and I can hear the cars go by. Now I don't mind it, like it doesn't actually disturb me, but because I read that basically if you get some earplugs, it helps your sleep. So I bought some loop earplugs. I sleep with them every night. And then also darkness is a big thing. Again, I live by a London lamppost, so my whole room is lit up. I do have blinds, but one of them doesn't work. So I basically bought myself an eye mask the other week. So honestly, guys, when I go to sleep now, I look so funny. Like I've got an eye mask on, I've got my earbuds in, like bless anyone who's got to sleep next to me. <laughs> like I'm in my own little world. But yeah, that combination of reducing noise and increasing darkness 
increases your quality of sleep. Next thing is do not look at your screens an hour before you go to bed if you can. And if you do, get some blue light glasses, some blue light blocking glasses. I have the orange ones, so they're like orange glasses that block out the blue light, which are really good. So it's not the fact that like, oh yeah, I'll just go on my phone and use the glasses as like a cover up. It's if I really need to go on my phone and check something or reply to a text, I'll just put the glasses on because basically the blue light hits your eyes and our bodies work on a circadian rhythm. And so when we wake up and it's light, our body wakes up and the blue light that is emitted from our screens basically wakes us up a bit. So you going to bed scrolling on your phone with this blue light going into your eyes, your circadian rhythm is going to be a bit off and that's why it takes you a little bit longer to go to sleep. Now, I remember the way that I used to fall asleep when I was a teenager. I would scroll until my eyes were so tired that I would physically shut. Of course, yes, it's going to get you to sleep. Like, you know, when your eyes just get so tired. It is not going to give you the best quality sleep. Like, that's just full stop. And so it's just a nice little thing to be working on. Like, right, I'm going to improve my sleep and here are some things I'm going to do. But yeah, if you can, don't look at screens before bed. But I would say sometimes, like, if I'm just having a cozy evening and I want to watch Netflix or I want to watch YouTube... I just kind of put my glasses on or like I'll watch it like up until an hour going to bed or something and you want to make sure what you're watching isn't stimulating so I personally wouldn't scroll on TikTok in the evening because that's just going to be so much information so much stimulation let's say watching a controversial YouTube video or watching like an action film at nighttime you know lots of things going on that's going to wake you up you want like calming things so if that's your comfort YouTuber, like sometimes if I'm anxious in the evening and I've really tried everything and I can't do anything, I just put on a bit of YouTube, I'll put on my comfort YouTubers, I'll watch them, they're very relaxing, I know they're not going to trigger me, nothing's going to be said or I'm not going to be shown scary stuff. Also, I like to watch like Our Planet, David Attenborough, I love, oh my god, I actually love watching David Attenborough in the evening. The only part that I don't like is when he suddenly puts like, and the magical beast of the ocean and then they'll put like a shark and i have a phobia of sharks so that sends me into anxiety but apart from that <laughs> i do love a little bit of david attenborough so it's just finding like things that kind of calm you down if you're gonna be watching stuff in the evening getting a regular bedtime schedule will help you feel less tired and I've read so much about this and you can't really catch up on sleep so if you let's say go on a few nights out or you wake up really early all day in the week and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna sleep in on the weekends. It doesn't quite work like that. Although we like to think about it like that, it doesn't. And so actually having a regular bedtime schedule that goes into the weekend is really, really good for you. And I know it may not sound very appetizing, but I think when you get into the routine, and you actually get an adequate amount of sleep, you're not gonna come, like I don't come to the weekend and go, oh, I really need to lie until 11, because I, I genuinely get enough sleep throughout the week. But you can give or take an hour and stuff, like on the weekend, or even if I'm just going to bed and feeling tired, or I'm just tired in the morning, like I'll just sleep in for another hour. Like it doesn't really matter in terms of an hour or so, but I think having such a contrast between your weekday and your weekend, will have an effect on you. Also something that I heard in a podcast was that you can still have your cozy weekends like lions. It's just about waking up. So for example, if your bedtime schedule is 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. or 11 till 8 a.m. or something, 
you want to keep that 8am consistent. On the weekend, you don't have to be out of bed at 8am. It's just that idea of waking up at 8am, chill in bed for a while, read a book, do nothing. That's what I do. Sometimes I wake up and I just go and watch YouTube or do something really relaxing. But that consistent schedule basically will make you feel less tired overall. Now we're going to talk about napping. If you struggle to stay asleep during the night or struggle getting to sleep, basically it's not recommended to nap in the day. But if you are okay with sleeping, then a nap is really, really beneficial. And I am a little nap queen. Like I love a nap. It resets my mood. It's crazy. Like yesterday I was so triggered. I had all these emotions. It was just like so overwhelming and I was like I know what I need right now so I forced myself into like a nap coma I woke up an hour later and everything was just a bit more fizzled out everything was calmer I forgot what I was stressing about I was like I just had a different outlook to things so a nap is really good at resetting you and even just your energy levels you do ideally want to sleep before like 4 p.m maybe like 3 but sometimes I do just have a nap at like four. I know the other day I napped at 6 p.m. for an hour. It didn't affect my sleep, but yeah. Ideally, you want to sleep before 4 p.m. if you're going to have a nap. But again, it's so individual to you and it's about testing and seeing, right, if I sleep at this time, do I go to bed easy or not? Caffeine. Um, Ideally, you want to be having it before 12, as it's said in the books. 2 p.m. is also okay. The latest I have coffee is 2 p.m. I won't really have one after that, especially like if it hits 4 p.m., there's no way of having a coffee. Basically, caffeine has a half-life, so it gets processed by your body in quite a long, what do I call it, time frame. And so if you have a coffee at like 4 p.m., at 2 a.m., it's still like there's still like loads of it in your system. And so it will affect your sleep. So just try and reduce that. Like if you need to have your decaf, have your decaf. Don't have, let's say, and I don't understand my gym friends who are guys, they literally have a load of pre-workout and an energy drink at like 8 p.m. for a gym session. And I'm just like, you are crazy. Like, I don't even want to think about their brain health. <laughs> oh, the next tip is actually really interesting. And this is something that I learned. His name is Matthew Walker. Just listen to any podcast by Matthew Walker. I think there's one on the Joe Rogan podcast and there's one on the Diary CEO. And I think it was on the Joe Rogan one where he said that the sleep you get before 12, like before midnight, is basically way more, I'm not going to say useful, just basically better for you than the sleep after 12 o'clock. So even if you're getting your eight hours of sleep, but it's a 1am slash 2am to like 9am, that sleep, although yeah, you're hitting your eight hours, it's basically better if you shift it forward. So if you go to sleep at 10 amazing if you go to sleep at nine even better just those hours before 12 are so much crucial like i'm not gonna say crucial because i don't know how to word it exactly but he said it in a way of like it's really it's it's basically more efficient it does better for you and so that's why i actually started like putting my bedtime more like 9 15 so i could instead of falling asleep at like 11 30 i'm kind of falling asleep at 9 30 and i get about a solid nine hours of sleep every night and i've been doing that consistently recently and things are going good like my running's improving but obviously that's just like training so it's hard to know exactly what's helping what but overall like gaining muscle running work feeling less stressed feeling more energized it's all kind of helping my physio actually <laughs> told me to sleep with a pillow under my knees 
to basically like raise them up because I have like a slightly lord lord lordoic lord it oh I really don't know how to say it lordoic back basically like a curvature on my back like I'm kind of hyper jointed hyper flexible and so everything's just a little bit too bendy in me and basically said for my lower back pain like I don't get it really bad but it does come up sometimes and just for general alignment of my body he said to sleep with a pillow under my knees and I was a bit hesitant to start with I was like that's not going to be comfortable kid you not for like three weeks straight I have slept with a pillow under my knees to a point where like I'm not comfortable without it now <laughs> and I don't know it's kind of comforting also and it keeps me on my back because he was asking me like what side I sleep on and I was like oh my god I'm like a 360 I do back front and side and so it was coming to a point in my sleep where like I was actually waking up because I'm doing these like 360 rotations because my neck wasn't comfortable like I was getting bad neck pain when I sleep and he was like yeah basically you don't want to sleep on your front which kind of broke my heart because I am like a natural like I was born and I was sleeping on my front anyways um he said it's not great for the neck so now i sleep with quite a thin pillow under my neck on my back with a big pillow under my knees and it's really comfy and it also stops me rotating so much like i literally feel like i don't move in my night because i'm kind of stuck where i am i do kind of go to the side too which is nice but yeah if you think that might help you um if you know you sometimes get a little few back problems or if you know you have a slightly bendy back or whatnot, maybe try sticking a pillow under your knees and see how it is. But yeah, it basically stops me like doing 360s because you can't really go on your front with a pillow under your knees. Like <laughs> you can just imagine that right now. So yeah, that's been good. And I've been like waking up way less in my night. Turning down your lighting in your house in the evening will basically make you more tired. So it's quite a simple thing like instead of having all the lights on in your living room and your kitchen and your bedroom while you're kind of settling down 7 p.m 8 p.m just turn half of them off like it just make it kind of cozy like i'll turn my kitchen counter lights on and maybe like a side lamp and maybe like my upstairs bedroom lamp and basically just what matthew walker said was just cut down half your lighting if you can and Basically, with it being a little bit more darker, it's just going to make you feel like you're going to bed because if you have your whole house lit up, you just you're not going to feel as tired. So I feel like that's quite a nice, fun, easy tip to do. Like, remember, all these tips that I'm giving you, I don't want to overwhelm you. It is just giving you ideas. And remember that we can't change everything at once. Don't put pressure on yourself to be a perfect night sleeper or like do all these things. Just pick a few things that feel good at the moment that you think you could do. Once you've got them for a couple of weeks, add another thing, come back to this podcast and yeah, just try a few things at a time. One thing I want to talk about is if you're peeing quite a lot, like every night, like in the middle of your sleep. I used to do this when basically I was underfeeding myself. So if you haven't got enough carbs going through your system, your body can't hold on to the water. So you're basically just peeing. And I remember I used to literally pee every night at like 2am and I didn't think it was a big deal, but this actually disrupts your sleep makes you get up it kind of disturbs you and also just in terms of having enough carbs is important for your body to recover to be energized for everything so just be honest with yourself if you feel like you're waking up quite a lot on your night to go pee maybe check in with if you're having enough carbs or not also ideally just drinking water wise you want to make sure that you're drinking water throughout your day and you're not waiting till the evening to drink all your water your body does best if you're getting water in the morning getting it in your lunchtime obviously in the evening too but I personally don't down loads and loads of water in the evening just to like increase my water intake for the day because you will just pee it out at night time and it's going to wake you up 
something that helps me every night is if I'm struggling to kind of calm down or maybe I'm a little bit anxious or I'm just not quite feeling the tiredness, I put on relaxing music. And to be fair, I put it on every night anyways, but it's just really, really helpful for those days that I am struggling and just finding relaxing music because it will just set the tone of the day. Same with when you wake up, you wanna put on your hype music, your dance music, you wanna be happy. Putting on that relaxing nighttime playlist, whether that's manifestation music, whether that's chill piano, guitar, whatever your vibe is, put something on relaxing and this will just help slow everything down with the decrease of lighting as well in your place. You'll just be able to be a little bit more mellow in your evening. Let's say I'm watching something to about 8pm or 8.30, I'll then switch over to music. So that's what helps me kind of get off my electronics, if that makes sense. Like I'll just change to some music and then I'll go around and maybe tidy up my place a little bit. And tidying up your room can actually, well, they've said it proved to help improve sleep. And I think it's just the idea of like making your place cozy, making it a safe place, putting away a few things. And, you know, sometimes I really can't be bothered to tidy up at night because I'm tired and I just want to go to bed, but just kind of shoving clothes in a corner and just kind of for the eye making it a little bit cleaner, I feel like that kind of gets me to bed easier as well. I just kind of feel a little bit less overwhelmed. If it gets to like 9pm and I'm tucked into bed, but I'm not quite sleepy, like I feel like it would take me quite a long time to just fall asleep if I just shut my eyes. I read, I like to read anyways, but I don't always read if I'm tired, but if I'm not tired, I'll have my little side lamp on and I'll just read a book just to basically tire myself out. You know, tire the eyes out, tire the brain out, and it's a nice way instead of, let's say, scrolling on your phone or something. Using herbal teas in the evening is a really good way to calm you down as well, and it's kind of like a little ritual because let's say in the morning you have your coffee or you have your matcha to kind of you know psychologically wake you up in the evening it's really nice to have some herbal wind down teas i'll have this from like dinner you know like 7 8 p.m sometimes even 9 p.m i'll bring it into bed but you want to make sure that you're checking which herbal teas you're having because there are stimulating ones and you don't necessarily want those in the evening some examples of stimulating ingredients is turmeric, ginger, matcha, green tea. So I wouldn't have a turmeric tea in the evening. I wouldn't have a green tea, um, but there are some basically herbal teas that are stimulant, whereas you want the calming ones. So anything that's got, let's say, lavender in or chamomile is going to help. Now, passion flower is actually one of my favorites and it's known to give you a bit of a high. Now, I'm not gonna say it does give you a high, but it just kind of has that kind of anxiety relieving effect and kind of makes you quite dozy. I remember when I was really quite spiritual and I was in my spiritual phase and it hit me a lot more. Like I literally felt like it was doing something, but I have it in the evenings now just to kind of reduce any anxiety, make me kind of tired. Now, the way that I get it, you can just get it on like Amazon, type in like passion flower and you'll just get like a bag of it and you want to just get like a tea strainer thing, like a little, what is it called, brewing pot or something and you can just basically brew it in there. It's really quite simple. I can always like show it to you on my YouTube or something or on TikTok, but yeah, passion flower is my little best friend <laughs> and other things that help with anxiety is like CBD oil. I don't know if you guys have tried it, but I have some CBD oil products um, and I don't know whether it does help or not. I think it does, but even just psychologically it does. But I think, well, not I think, there is so much evidence out there. I'm gonna have it, I do feel a bit better. So I do use CBD oil products. 
And another thing to decrease anxiety, sleep anxiety, is reducing your stress during your day if you can. Sometimes we distract ourselves the whole day and then go to bed and we have so much anxiety and thoughts to process because we haven't given ourselves any time of the day to process it. So then we put our head on the pillow and it's like, boom, all our anxiety. So it's really good to make sure, let's say, at lunchtime or in the afternoon, just to check in with yourself. See if you can do any detangling then you know can we do some breath work to decrease this anxiety can we go on a little run can we go on a walk can we get some fresh air can we have a nap can we journal can we get these thoughts out sometimes when my brain is kind of racing before bed I have to journal because otherwise me falling asleep will just be all these thoughts so what I do is I get my journal and I just brain dump everything and then sometimes I like write a little response back to myself so if I say I'm really stressed out about Uh, YouTube this week and this and that I then write myself a response in my more like adult brain and I'm like you've got this it's okay you know just say the things that you need to hear and sometimes that helps and then something that's really really helped me recently because I definitely have been getting kind of when I go to bed and I put my eye mask on and I'm trying to fall asleep there's definitely thoughts (laughs) and I tried doing like meditation, like body scans, but my issue with that was they had even 10 second gaps where it was silent, like the headspace person like didn't speak for 10 seconds. My thoughts would come in and it would just overtake. And then even if they started speaking again, I didn't go back to it. Like it was just background noise. And I would just be like with my thoughts for 10 minutes. And then I would remember that I'm listening to something and then I would listen to it again. And it would just be back and forth. And what I found that really helped the last couple, well, I say the last week, is basically bedtime stories. Now I listen to it on Headspace. There's probably gonna be someone on YouTube too. Headspace is free, by the way. I think so, actually. I don't know. And I was kind of against them at the beginning. When I saw the bedtime stories on the app, I was like, there's no way I'm listening to a bedtime story. Like, does it look like I'm five years old? But if we think about it, that's what helped us get to sleep when we were younger. And the reason why the bedtime stories help is because it focuses your brain. The stories are in so much detail. Like, they're like, the raindrop pounced. Okay, that's not the right word. The raindrop fell on the window and trickled down the side. And it gives so many adjectives in the bedtime stories. You literally have to focus. And I use it as an active meditation because as I'm trying to go to sleep, I've got all these descriptions and I really try to stay focused on creating that picture and imagining what's happening. And I'm falling asleep every night, you know, after like 10, 15 minutes of listening. And if I do slightly get sidetracked, I do pick it up a lot quicker. I listen back to the story and I try to imagine it. Now, you don't necessarily have to do bedtime stories. I did listen to our podcast the other night. So maybe something not necessarily really, really thought provoking, maybe something more factual. I don't know. I know Stephen Bartlett listens to like crime scenes, psychopathic, weird stuff like podcasts. So it's really whatever tickles your pickle, but something that can make your brain focus. You want to focus on what they're telling you and not the 10,000 thoughts of you're not doing good enough, that boy hasn't replied, that person doesn't like me, I've got anxiety. You want to be focusing on something else and then you'll be able to fall asleep. I've had an aura ring for about probably five months now. My therapist recommended it to me. Basically, it's a tracker that's on your finger. So it's a ring instead of like a wristwatch. And basically it's known to be like one of the most high tech sleep trackers. And it's probably one of the things that kind of made me obsessed with sleep or not obsessed, but just the fact that I could see how much light, deep and REM sleep I was getting every night. It did just make me more interested in the topic. So 
all the tips that I've given you, like I have literally seen the difference in my sleep. Like I'm getting nine hours, I'm getting enough REM sleep. My readiness is improving. My recovery is improving. My heart rate is dropping. Like everything is kind of working. And anyways, within that, I just wanted to kind of let you know about REM sleep. Now there's been a lot more kind of research around it lately. It's been a lot more of like a hot topic and REM sleep is basically your dream sleep. And it's really, really crucial. It's the things that like consolidate your memories, brain development, and even emotional processing, which is such a big one for us girlies and guys who are struggling with our mental health. And the reason why I've brought it up is because there are certain things that affect your REM sleep. So basically you could have a full night's sleep, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting your REM sleep. And you, it's, it's quite obvious whether you're not in terms of the actions that you're doing. For example, nicotine, alcohol, caffeine, weed, those things are predominantly gonna affect your REM sleep. So if you're not having any of that and you're going to bed and you had a good night's sleep, you are most likely getting enough REM sleep. You don't need an aura ring, like you, you're getting enough sleep. But I just want to let you know, and it's not in a way to scare you, it's not telling you that you can't do any of those things, but if you are, don't just use the excuse, I passed out all night and that's my best sleep and it gets me to sleep every night. That will have effect on your mental health, on your emotional processing, on your brain development, all of that. Guys, it is crazy. Whenever I go on a night out or something and I look at my sleep thing the next day, even if I'm in bed for like nine, ten hours, the REM sleep is always on red. It's like on kind of warning it's like you did not get enough REM sleep last night and so yeah I just want to let you know just in case you kind of used it as like a cover or oh no like I have great sleep but I still do this every night but it basically does have an effect on your REM sleep so I hope you guys found this podcast interesting like it's generally all the tips that I've kind of found through doing it myself working on sleep for a while and now I feel like I'm a little queen of sleep so I thought I would share let you know if you enjoyed this episode and more of like the factual type, like I do love giving tips. I'm definitely a little, what's it called? I love my research. <laughs> and yeah, let me know on the podcast page whether you enjoyed it and whether you want more like this and maybe any other topics you want me to kind of go over. Also, if you haven't given the podcast review yet, I would absolutely love that. It's honestly like the way that you guys can show your support to me is sharing my podcast with a friend that you think would enjoy it or just giving it a review that honestly makes my day. So yeah, I hope you have a lovely week and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.